0: Welcome to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal. We examine things like habits of entrepreneurs, emerging trends, financing, marketing, where to get help, even how to get started on your own. By the way, I love hearing from small business owners and employees. Let's talk about your business. Send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Today's stories. It may soon be more difficult for entrepreneurs to make it as social media influencers plus vending machine owners make a move toward healthier selections. Those stories after this. As a small business owner, you need protection for your physical and financial assets. From general and professional liability insurance to business owners and commercial auto policies, Geico can help. Go to geicocommercial.com for your free quote and see how much you could save today. Ipsy, an online cosmetic brand was a pioneer in paying social media stars hefty fees to promote its eyeshadow and lip gloss and Instagram posts and YouTube videos, now the brand is leading the way again, this time by pulling back. Companies will funnel billions of dollars this year to the online personalities known as influencers who pitch their products on social media, yet with no way to measure sales or verify how many people even see the ads, the companies that paved the way for the influencer economy are questioning if it's worth it. More from Suzanne Kapner, reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Suzanne, explain.
1: Like a lot of new marketplaces that have bubbled up uh, in recent years, there's this sort of craze and everybody jumps in, and then there's like a moment where the bubble bursts. And, um, you know, we may be sort of approaching that point with influencers.
0: All right. So when we talk about influencers, are we talking about celebrities? Or are we talking about some of these folks who are... You know, kind of social media experts who don't have the same celebrity status that we may know, say, from an actress or an actor.
1: Well, you're right. It runs the gamut from celebrities with millions and millions of followers down to even um, people with a few thousand or hundred thousand followers have been able to make money um, by, you know, posting about products uh, for brands. So there, there is a wide gamut. And, you know, the, the central issue is that this, this started as, um, you know, it was almost like a grassroots type of marketing. If, if your friend likes something and they post about it on social media, you might be more likely to buy the product. And then companies sort of got wise and said, well, let's pay people to post and let's pay, you know, people like celebrities and other, you know, socialites and people with large social media followings to post about our products. But then that really corrupts the whole process.
0: So what the problem here, the problem is that it's just hard to measure the impact or it's hard to measure the number of real followers that somebody might have on like Instagram.
1: Well, there's a, a host of problems. W- one is that, um, that I- influencers have been able to buy fake followers yeah. and fake likes to inflate their influence. So, um, you know, you may be sort of, uh, you may not be getting exactly what you pay for if you're an advertiser. Mm.
0: Explain the, uh, like that influencer inflation that you had, that chart, which talked about uh, kind of the price per Instagram post for influencers.
1: Well, as more and more companies are, you know... a lot of major brands, they feel like they can't ignore social media. You know, it's, it's a huge part of um, reaching customers today. And so as more brands kind of spend money on this type of marketing, the price that they're paying to influencers has gone up about 50% a year since 2017. But, you know, the price really varies widely.
0: We're speaking with Suzanne Kapner, reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Her piece is called Online Influencers Tell You What to Buy, Advertisers Wonder, Who's listening? Um, so, who's starting to pull back? Have you had some companies say, we're not going to spend as much or do this a little differently?
1: Well, there's an online beauty retailer called Ipsy. They were they pioneered this type of marketing. They Back in 2012, they were doing this before it really became mainstream, and they've now decided they're pulling back in a big way, and instead of paying influencers with large social media followings, they're using their own customers. People who already buy their products and like them, they're asking them to post, and they're not paying them anything. They're, these people are posting for free just because they like the product, and that's kind of a new paradigm that's emerging.
0: Thanks, Suzanne. Suzanne Kapner from The Wall Street Journal. More after this.
1: This human resources professional is crushing it, thanks to Kronos. And this is his hype song.
2: I've got HR, payroll, talent, and time.
0: Engaging all the best people.
1: Off to the front of the field. This is- Kronos. HR solutions for the modern workforce. Learn more at Kronos.com slash Swagger.
0: There are 5 million vending machines in the United States. They are stocked with things like Funyuns and Snickers, Cool Ranch Doritos, and individually wrapped Duchess Honey Buns, right? They are in correctional facilities, hospitals, schools, workplaces, apartment buildings, military bases. And yet starting with the new year, a third of their offerings – Will be better for you. It's a story by Laura Riley, reporter covering the business of food at the Washington Post. Laura, what's trending?
2: Well, it's kind of a um, a bit of good news in the food space. I mean, we've we've had such bad news in terms of obesity stats and whatnot that uh, this is the vending machine organization, the National Automatic Merchandising Association, deciding to um, improve the the healthy offerings uh, across the board across the country. So they're going from 24% of the options in a vending machine being healthy, and that means you know, string cheese and fruit and nuts and low-sugar bars and unsweetened beverages, to 33%. So it's a fairly sizable increase. Um, and you know, because a lot of these vending machines um, are disproportionately used by low-income Americans, it could, it could really move the needle for some people.
0: Wow. All right, so what are some of those other offerings that we might see in there?
2: Well, I think we're going to start seeing some of this is a, um, changing technology, so refrigerated vending machines, or uh, vending machines that have weighted sensor-based shelves so that the restocking is automatic, you know, that the, the, the machine itself knows when something has been removed and, and puts in an order. But we're going to start seeing sandwiches, things that are, are more kind of meal-like. I mean, I, I don't think we'll ever get to the point where we're like the Netherlands or Japan, which are you know, the kind of automatic kings of the world, but uh, we're certainly going to see things that aren't just guilty pleasures.
0: Okay. And um, so you referenced uh, a third, the machine will dedicate a third to healthier offerings. Uh, Why stop there? Why not go to 50% or more?
2: Well, I think some of it is because vending machines don't appeal to our better instincts,
0: right? For a lot of
2: us, they're kind of emergency calories. We tend to gravitate towards you know, cool ranch Doritos and peanut M&Ms and and those kinds of things. So I think some of it is just how um, it's a supply and demand thing. The demand side is for for some kind of junky food. Um, So it'll be a slow process to kind of have us all pivot to to looking to vending machines for something a little healthier.
0: For the vending machine operators, what about the profit margins?
2: Well, so, you know, the the issue is that you're going to have to – offer a greater range so obviously if you're offering full sandwiches you know those kinds of things or more ephemeral food, foods foods that, that that are not shelf stable um, there is a greater cost and you're going to have to pass that on to consumers without pricing people out of vending machines so you know it, it's going to be a process definitely and I kind of asked some of the vendors well does this mean you're going to be you know there's going to be a warehouse somewhere just like you know filled to the ceiling with funyuns, discarded funyuns. And they said, no, 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 we'll, we'll make this process slow so that we'll deplete the, the items that we're phasing out before we phase in these new healthy ones.
0: Well, we're speaking with Laura Riley. She covers the business of food for the Washington Post. Her piece is called Hold On to Your Honey Buns. American vending machines are getting healthier. And by January 1, a third of vending machines will be offering something more healthy. Um, explain to how technology has helped here.
2: Well, so a lot of the um, the, the newer vending machines, um, it's not just the press the button, it falls out, you know, at the bottom, like, and we've all seen that video with the raccoon in the vending machine this year that we kind of blew up the, the internet, but, uh, no, so so a lot of these vending machines now operate more like unmanned retail, you know, because they have uh, cameras and sensors and things that allow the vendor operator... Um, to assess and make, make judgment calls on things that are moving swiftly, things that, are, that should be phased out, and put reorders in automatically without having someone on site. Um, so it's a much more kind of um, uh, kind of high-tech, uh, futuristic look at, at what retail is going to be like. Mm.
0: Will we buy the healthier stuff?
2: That's a, that's a question yet to be answered. I think that, that what, from the people I spoke with, the answer is, the, the projection is yes, um, that millennials and Gen Z are really pushing for healthy options. They, they're snackers okay. as generations. They like to snack, but they don't want that to be garbage. And even groups, organizations like, you know, kind of long-haul truckers, you know, a lot of times they're eating on the go, they're snacking in their cabs, and they want something that is not um, unwholesome.
0: I thought it was an interesting point you made too that like the full industry is behind this right and and that's what's really I think helped the change here
2: yeah, I think the only way you really do um, have a discernible and definitive change is if you have everyone coming in it together. And this is a this is a, a situation where there are two um, nonprofits that work towards uh, reducing obesity um, that will be kind of watchdogging this. So it, they'll have third party auditors really assessing whether these changes are are you know, discernible in what they've promised.
0: Yeah. You hinted at it before, so I'll just follow up. You referenced uh, Japan and the Netherlands, when it, are re- referencing them specifically with regards to vending machines, and they have uh, wildly healthy stuff in there?
2: I don't know if it's wildly healthy, healthy, but they have enormous vending machine culture. Oh. You know, the kind of automats that we fleetingly had in the 50s, um, they have taken and run with them, and so that you'll find in Japan, you'll find sushi that's you know, you basically coin up, oh, and, wow. and certainly in the Netherlands, too, you have these little embassies that are, are hot, cold, hot food and cold food on you know, in, this, in these little doors that you you, know, you access via cash.
0: Thanks, Laura. Laura Riley, reporter covering the business of food at The Washington Post. Michigan is one of the best places in the country to do business. But you don't have to take our word for it. Take Evan Lyles, CEO of Roush Enterprises, instead. For the people that are involved in product development, there couldn't be more unique and exciting opportunities that are really going to shape the future of the the world. It's a really exciting time to be in Michigan. Big things are happening in business here. Find out why by searching Michigan Pure Opportunity. Reminder, by the way, the Small Business Report is found on our website this morning with GordonDeal.com. That's also where you can hear our daily news program called This Morning, America's First News. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal.